Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we'll be discovering the power that comes from faithful teamwork. We're believing that you can change. We're believing that God can come through. We're believing that that no matter how many failures you've had, that God can turn you around. We are believing with you that God can do incredible things in your life. We're believing with you. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago and President of Moody Bible Institute. Well, as we bring our present series to a close, our message today will focus on the story of the courageous and bold men in Luke chapter 5 who lowered their disabled friend through a roof. I love this story, Mark. What's mm-hmm. remarkable about it is that they helped their friend because they believed that they, if he could just be in the presence of Jesus, that would take care of everything. You know, Wayne, as I think about this story, the person that I know that was just excellent at bringing people in the presence of Jesus, was my father, who uh, served as a missionary for many, many years in Spain and is buried in northern Spain. Wonderful. And, you know, the secret of what he did is he would love people and he would uh, just point them to Jesus. He would bring them into the presence of Jesus. At his funeral, hundreds and hundreds of people showed up and and told me, hey, your dad was my connection to help me understand God more. And so I believe there's people out there like my father that God wants to use to love people into the presence of Jesus. What a great legacy to remember as a son. Thanks for sharing that, Mark. Well, as I said, we're going to conclude our series, Jesus Up Close, and today's message is entitled, Faith Driven People. Here's Mark. I heard of a couple men one time that... Guy was trying to, he was moving out of his house and he, uh, his neighbor walked by and saw that he was trying to get a refrigerator through a door. So he said, let me help you. And so he started struggling. It was a big refrigerator, very heavy, and they're pushing and pulling and tugging. And after a half hour, he was sweating and drenched. And he said, we'll never, I mean, I don't know what this, this refrigerator is never going to get out of this house. The guy on the other says, other side said, out. I'm trying to get it in. So, you know, one guy's pulling out, another guy's pushing in. You know, the problem with many of us is that we haven't agreed together what we're going to put our faith towards. We need to get our faith together, and we need to start believing God for something specific that's bigger than us, but together believing God for it, moving together in faith. Thirdly, write this down. People of faith, people that are driven by faith, they believe that there is life-changing power in the presence of Jesus. Notice what it says in verse 18. Some men came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into the house, notice this phrase, to lay him before Jesus. There's something very compelling about that phrase. You see, I believe if you've tasted of the power of God, you know that the most powerful force on the face of this universe is the presence of Jesus. We can do a lot of works, and we need to. We can feed the poor, and we need to. We can help people get jobs, and we need to. 
We can help reform the education system in this city, and we need to. We can try to curb the violence that's out of control in some of our neighborhoods, and we need to. But let me tell you, without the presence of Jesus, without the presence of God, these are only band-aids. Because unless, unless we change the heart of people, they will go back to the same problem over and over again. Uh, we need to help people, but we need a change that only God can do. Uh, there's a change that only the power of the Holy Spirit could do. Listen, we can get someone that's on drugs and put them in a 12-step program and get them in a rehab program and they can have the support around them to try to change them from not going back to the drugs. But you know, after they're clean for a while and sober for a while, they're still empty inside. And in time, if they're not careful, they'll go back because there's something that only Jesus Christ can fill in the heart of a person that leaves them changed forever. We can try to get a thief to get an education, to get a job, to get hired. But unless there's a change inside of their heart, then they're just going to do thievery at a higher level. They're not going to be holding up someone at a gas station now. They're going to be trying to, trying to rob on their computer and switch funds around because they need a change of the heart. Listen, I believe that the presence of Jesus has the power to change any life. These men said to themselves... If we can only get them into the presence of Jesus. Now they didn't know exactly what Jesus would do. But they understood that if they could get their friend to the presence of Jesus, that Jesus has power. There's something about the presence of Jesus. When I come into this place on Sunday morning, as I am driving here, and even in the morning as I get up early, I pray, Lord... Bring your presence. Without your presence, God, this is just a gathering of people. It's just an exchange of information. Maybe some good principles that are given, God, but it's just a talk that's being given on a PowerPoint and, 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 and a message that's being communicated. But Lord, I want much more than that. I don't want just exchange of information. I don't want just good principles taught to improve our life. I want your presence, Lord. I want your presence to be there in a manifest way, God. I want your presence to invade this auditorium. I want your spirit to descend upon us so that the presence of Jesus speaks in ways that I could never speak. That it goes to places that I could never go to. That it touch people's lives like I could never touch them. That it heals and chains and breaks and delivers and inspires hope. Speaks to people's hearts in ways that are supernatural that only God can do. Lord, I need your presence, your powerful presence in this place. If you've experienced the presence of Jesus, you know what I'm talking about. You know that his presence can do what nothing or no one else can do. Scripture says that where two or three are gathered together in his name, he is there in the midst of them. These friends thought to themselves, if I can just get our friend into the presence of Jesus, he'll do the rest. Number four, write this down. 
People that are driven by faith are people that don't let obstacles stop them, but work hard to find a way. You see, when, when they finally, after dragging this paralytic for miles to get to this house, when they finally got to the house, they encountered obstacles. How many of you know that every journey of faith is going to encounter obstacles? There's nothing good that you purpose to do that won't be filled with obstacles. There is no journey that doesn't have roadblocks in the journey of faith. So finally when they get to the house, the house is overcrowded and overflowing with people. The crowd is spilled out into the streets and I'm sure they look at each other and said, the Eeyore is probably saying, well, we tried. Let's go home, I'm hungry, we don't have lunch money. But the people full of faith are saying, no, we didn't come this far to give up. The Pharisees are probably in the back. Maybe they tried to make their way through the crowd. I'm sure some religious Pharisees saying, stay in line. Please stop making noise. Time to listen here. You know, one of the greatest obstacles for people coming to faith is religious people that don't know Jesus. How about it? The Pharisees were there not to... Not to help people come to know Jesus. They were there to try to accuse people and keep people away. I run into so many people on the streets of Chicago. Then when I start talking to them about God and about faith, or they find out I'm a pastor, one of the first things they bring up is people that they know that are religious, but that are worse than most of the non-religious people that they know. I call these faith blockers. There's always religious people that are going to block your faith. There's always people that, that will keep you from Jesus. And let me tell you something. Listen to me well. This is huge. There's always going to be people in every church, in every setting, that are working through their issues. And if you let them, they can be a stumbling block from your walk in God. Hello. Hello. And if you walk out of these doors and say, well, you know, there was a guy, he's a hypocrite. I'm not going back to that church anymore. You have just let one hypocrite keep you from the presence of Jesus. So you've made one hypocrite bigger than God. Hello, really? Seriously, really? How much do you want God? I want to know how much do you want God? There will always be faith blockers. There will always be people working through their issues. Listen, this is not a church full of perfect people. Hello. We thought about put a sign in the front that says, imperfect people welcome. Perfect people not welcome because there's no one perfect in this place that would ever come into this place. Hello. You're not perfect. He's not perfect. She's not perfect. They're not perfect. That guy in the back, well, he's really not perfect. But I believe that people that are driven by faith do not let people discourage them from getting into the presence of Jesus because they want Jesus desperately. They're driven by faith. You're listening to Bold Steps with our Bible teacher, Mark Job. The final half of our message is coming up in just a moment. Mark's lessons can always be found online along with several other resources and bonus content. Just go to our website, boldstepsradio.org. Yeah, and Wayne, I want to remind our listeners that when they go, please, we love to hear your questions, your comments, your stories. Mm-hmm. 
So leave one a testimony. It inspires us here and encourages us here as well. And we'll share it. Some of those we'll share on air. We have many podcast listeners to Bold Steps. I just want to share a great comment we received from a listener named Albert. Here's what he wrote. I want to say thank you, Mark, because through your everyday podcast episodes, when I'm driving, I can listen to Jesus' messages from me after I read the Bible. For the first time in my life, I am more committed to following Jesus now than before. I'm so grateful for our Father's wisdom that you transmit to all of us who listen to Bold Steps. I want my life to have a purpose to serve others, and I'm trying to do it through my work. But I have trouble sharing Jesus due to a few feelings. One is shame, then shyness, or feeling like I'm intrusive. I just want to share one of my concerns that I'm facing currently, but truly I am pleased and inspired with your work and your faith and your dedication. That comes from Albert. Hey, Albert, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being honest as well. You know, sharing Jesus is not easy because we know it's confrontational, but uh, we're praying that God will give you a holy boldness as you move forward in your walk with God. Thank you so much. Yes, and we want everyone to know that one of the ways you can help bring the gospel to your own community is by joining us as a bold partner and keep these Bible lessons on the air by supporting this ministry with a monthly gift of any amount. Now, if you choose to give a gift of $30 or more each month, you'll be eligible for a 50% discount on all Moody Publishers resources, and that includes children's books, devotionals, Bible commentaries, and more, available at moodypublishers.org. We'll also get you a signed copy of Mark's book, Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call, and put you on the list for Mark's exclusive bi-weekly email called The Bold Partner Post. So don't wait. Sign up today to become a Bold Partner by visiting boldstepsradio.org. Now, let's return to the second half of today's message called Faith-Driven People. Mark's going to show us how being in community changes everything. The Bible tells us that these men decided that even though they couldn't get to Jesus through the normal means, the door, they decided that they would still get to Jesus, and so they climbed up onto the roof of the house. I'm sure it was no easy task to try to take this paralytic onto the roof of the house. They're pulling and tugging and hoisting. Don't drop them. Come on, watch it. They've got on the roof of the house. And once they're on the roof of the house, one of them saying, well, I think Jesus is about right here. Let's count it out. One, two, three. If we dig a hole right here, I think we'll land on Jesus. Eeyore saying, no, we're going to fall through. It's not going to work. I mean, they're going to kick us out. How can we dig a hole in the roof? The leader saying, no, let's do it right now. So he starts digging. And they start digging together. Now come inside the house. Here's Jesus teaching. Peter's wife is right over there. She's already thinking, well, this, crowd, this house is a real crowd. Please don't drop that vase over there. Oh, Lord, why did I have this meeting in my house? I knew we should have had it at someone else's house. As Jesus is speaking, suddenly there's a little mud that starts falling from the ceiling. A little branch. Because in those days, the roofs were, well, the typical roof was made out of a thick layer of clay packed down with a stone roller. This was supported by mass of branches that were laid across wooden beams. That's how they made the roofs in those days. They were flat roofs. So these men are digging through hard clay on the roof with their hands, making a hole right where they think Jesus will be. 
Jesus is speaking, pieces of mud start falling, then all of a sudden you see a hand go through the roof. Now, if you've ever been in a crowd where there's distraction, you'll know that it takes very little to distract a crowd. How about it? Imagine a hand going through the roof. I know everybody's looking up like this. Peter's wife saying, oh Lord, what are they doing? I knew I shouldn't have had it. There's my roof. The little kids are saying, wow, this is fun. This is funner than the synagogue. Take us here every... Jesus keeps speaking, but suddenly he's lost everybody in the crowd. I've been speaking for a long time, and I know how distracted people get. I was speaking at a high school one time when a bird got loose. Boy, every hundreds of high school students just watching the bird fly around. I mean, I couldn't get their attention for the life of me. One time when we first moved in this building, we just got in. We were so happy to be in this building the first couple of months. And all of a sudden, that pipe right there sprang a big leak. And the guy right there sitting there got baptized again. I mean, this wasn't like a drip, drip, drip leak. This is like a pour water down right there. And one of our ushers is putting a big bucket underneath, and it's just pouring down. People are getting wet. We're moving chairs around. I mean, I just lost it. One time I was speaking in another location, and the very front row, the cell phone rings loud. And normally people get embarrassed with their cell phones, try to turn it off. This guy was not at all. This guy answered, hello? I'm like, dude, I'm speaking. I mean, you're in the front row. He said, hello? No, I'm in church. I mean, I thought he was going to hang up. Everybody's watching him. I knew the guy said, tell him bye, hang up. Okay, hey, the pastor's telling me to hang up. Yeah, yeah, hang up. Goodness sakes. Seriously? Jesus is speaking, mud's falling from the roof, a hole's being created, everybody's watching this hole that's being created. I'm sure a head sticks down and says, yeah, we're in the right spot. And now suddenly they're making it bigger and now you see the feet of a paralytic being lowered and the body of a paralytic being carefully lowered and they say, don't drop him, careful, lowering him down. Now Peter's mother's having a fit, the Pharisees are like, Look at this mayhem, look at Jesus. The crowd is there. People have branches on their head, mud on their head. The whole meeting's been distracted. And there he is, the paralytic in front of Jesus. Jesus doesn't say, you messed up my meeting. Why are you doing this? Look at the mess you've made. He says nothing like that. Jesus looks at this paralytic man. And I love the first thing that comes out of the mouth of Jesus. Jesus says, Son. Son. Oh, I love that. It's an endearing term. He looks at this man and he looks at the foreheads peering through the hole. And he says, Son, your sins are forgiven. Verse 20 says, and seeing their faith. My last point here, write it down. People driven by faith are people that combine their faith to believe God for extraordinary change. Jesus says he saw their faith. Not just the paralytics man's faith. 
He looked at his four friends and he saw their combined faith, them believing God together for something. He saw that they believed even though maybe the paralytic didn't have enough faith, their friends had faith with them. He saw their combined faith. They all chipped in a little faith together to believe God for extraordinary things. And the heart of Jesus was moved to compassion because he saw their faith together. And he looked at this paralytic man and he said, I want to tell you, son, let me deal with your spirit first of all. I want to tell you, your sins are forgiven. I'm sure there are people in the crowd saying, how could he do this? What is he doing? Look at this man. And Jesus wanted to make clear, first of all, his sins, your sins are forgiven. Whatever you've done in your past, whatever you've been through, whatever you have failed in, I want you to know your sins are forgiven. There was grumbling in the crowd among the Pharisees that says, hey, how can this guy forgive sins? And Jesus looks at the Pharisees and says, what's easier to say, your sins are forgiven? Or get up, take up your mat and walk. But just so you know that I have power, that I'm the son of God, just so you know that there is nothing limited to the presence of Jesus, just so you know that the Son of God has come to seek and to save those that are lost, just so you know that the power of God is not limited by sickness or disease or anything else, I say to you, get up, take up your mat, and walk. The Bible says that that paralytic immediately, immediately, verse 25, he stood up in front of them he took what he had been laying on. I can imagine they were dancing on the roof. I can imagine even Eeyore was doing a little praise dance up there because his friend was up. They were amazed. The people were aghast at what had happened. Everybody was amazed and gave praise to God. And they were filled with awe when they saw the power of Jesus revealed through people of faith. So I want to close with this. I want you to hear me well. Look up at me. This is really important. You may be here today and you may have very little faith that you can change, that your life can be different, that there can be a turnaround. But I want to tell you, even if you have very little faith, can I tell you this? We, this church, the people of God, we are believing for you. We, we believe that our God can. We believe that, oh, even though you may have little faith, we're combining our faith with your faith to believe God for a major breakthrough. We're believing that you can change. We're believing that God can come through. We're believing that your destiny can turn around. We're believing that your sins can be forgiven. We're believing that the final chapter hasn't been written yet. We're believing that, that no matter how many failures you've had, that God can turn you around. We are believing with you that God can do incredible things in your life. We're believing with you. You're listening to Mark Job on Bold Steps, the end of a message titled Faith Driven People. If you missed any part of today's program or if you want to catch up on a previous lesson from our series called Jesus Up Close, you can easily do that anytime by visiting our website at boldstepsradio.org. 
Mark, as we near the end of the program today, I'd love to leave our listeners with a final challenge. And this is one you've shared before, but I think it really deserves to be at the forefront of our minds at this busy time of year. And that's the challenge to stay centered on the reason for the season. That's Jesus Christ. You know, Wayne, I heard a story a few years back of a family that was celebrating the birthday of a little baby. All the guests got there. They were all celebrating, laughing, and then someone said, hey, where's the baby? And they started running around trying to find the baby, and then they found that in the bedroom, under the coats where people had put their coats, the baby was sleeping in the little uh, (laughs) crib that it had there. Mm -hmm. And so here's the thing. They were all having a great time, but they forgot the guest of honor, which was the baby. I think so many times around Christmas season, holiday season, that's what happens. We get busy celebrating and then we wake up and say, hey, wait a second, where's Jesus in all of this? Well, Mark, we feel we have a solution to that. It's our bold step gift called At the Table with Jesus. It's by Louis Giglio. So let us know you want this book. Just send a financial gift of any amount to support Bold Steps. And you can give that donation and request a copy of At the Table with Jesus by going online to boldstepsradio.org or giving us a call at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. And did you know you can discover even more Bold Steps content and community on social media? Simply log into your Facebook or Instagram account and search for Bold Steps Radio and click the like or follow button on our page to stay connected. I'm Wayne Shepherd. That's our time for today. But on Friday, Mark starts a new series called Empowered to Be a Spirit-Filled Witness. So make sure you're listening tomorrow, right here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.